Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant. For those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007 and am the author of Beyond Surviving, The Final Stage of Recovery from Sexual Abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable, and I help them let go of the pain of abuse and move on with their lives. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. This week, we continue the series on rewiring the brain, and this time I'll be sharing with you specific techniques for challenging negative patterns of thought and behavior. So continue, Rachel, really uh, go into this because this is helping. I could, definitely helping me, <laughs> and I'm sure that anyone else listening back, you, you know, like you were saying, it doesn't have to be something as traumatic as, as uh, sexual abuse, but we can all relate to some of these things, and it's very helpful to understand why you are believing the things that you're believing and thinking the thoughts you're thinking, so, uh, how, and how we can rewire our, our own uh, brain for a much better experience here, so... Um, if you could go further into those those areas that we generally, all of us, 
uh, carry these uh, false ideas? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, I, you know, for me, I think part of what was so wonderful about coming to this idea and beginning to understand it and, you know, reading more about neurology was the fact that, you know, prior to that, there was this real sense of, uh, it felt very nefarious, like how do I actually get my hands on this? Like how do I actually get control and not really control, but like can I, can I, how do I really affect change here? And when you begin to understand that the brain is a biological functioning, you know, lump up there machine and mm. that you can, you know, interact with it and engage with it, uh, it to me it gave me very concrete, very doable, very actionable items. So one of the first things that I always do with my clients is I ask them to do a list of everything they want to know and believe about who they are. And I have them write these as generally as I am statements, right? Like I am beautiful, I am valuable, I am smart, I am successful, uh, I am important, I matter, whatever whatever comes to mind. But I just usually ask them to, you know, kind of just start Filling it out, just say it, say it, say it, and when they reach that point of, okay, that's it, okay, we're going to give it a minute, now give me some more. Um, but but the idea here is that if you can really allow yourself the freedom of, of doing this exercise without self-censoring, what you're doing is you're starting to tap into all of the core beliefs that are sitting there, uh, your authentic self that's kind of that's there, but maybe pushed down a few layers underneath some false beliefs. So usually somebody who will come up with the, you know, I am valuable as a something they love to know and believe about who they are has the countering false belief, I'm worthless, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's information in and of itself. And also what you'll start to notice is that some of them will feel really good. They'll be like, yeah, I, I totally know that I'm amazing or I'm funny. But then when you get to something like I'm successful, it kind of feels like shoes that don't fit. And that's mm-hmm. the brain going, cannot compute, do not have that message. Like, <laughs> it does not have it yet. And so that's a place to start focusing and building some new neuronal pathways. And one of the most very basic, like the most fundamentally basic way that you can begin is by simply saying what you want to believe out loud, right? And this is a little bit different from what you normally might hear of, like, positive affirmations. This isn't about, like, making yourself feel warm and gooey and yummy and that if you just say it, you're going to become it. And, you know, if you just Mm -hmm. believe enough that you're going to make it. But what it does is it tunes your attention, right? Part Part of what's difficult and upsetting about the false beliefs is it keeps our eyes focused on very particular behaviors, very particular outcomes and experiences, and by starting in the morning saying, you know, this list of I am beautiful, I am valuable, I am worthy, I am funny, I am successful, I am intelligent, that sets out a very particular frame for you as you go through your day. And it's also challenging the pathways that are there that counter those negative thoughts. So that's kind of your most fundamental, most basic idea that you were at place to start. So you're saying to get up in the, in the morning and and start um, just going through those those statements or, or actually saying the statements mm-hmm. out loud like first thing when you get up is that yeah that's the idea and and yeah. understanding that you're not doing it to make yourself warm and fuzzy you're doing your mm-hmm. it's like if you get up in the morning and you meditate or you get up in the morning and you go for a run 
you know, or you get up in the morning, you do yoga. This right. is your morning exercise for your brain. It, it okay. sets your brain, it sets your intention for the day. It sets the brain in the right direction, right? It's like, okay, today I'm going to do five reps of I'm beautiful. You know, like think of it like that. Okay, right, right, right. <laughs> That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. Five yeah. reps, I love that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want you to go, and then all of a sudden you're, like, walking straight on the street like I'm the most gorgeous girl ever. No, this is, I mean, yes, you're going to start to feel this, and you're going to start, start, you know, expressing that, and that's the idea. The idea is that as you start to reinforce these ideas, then it trickles down into your behavior. It trickles down into your actions, right? Um, I know for me, one of my one of my strongest false beliefs was about not being worthy, and so I would wake up when I started this practice, and I would say, I'm valuable. And there was literally a voice in my head that laughed. It said, ha, that's funny. <laughs> Whatever. What are you talking about? This is ridiculous. And I just said, okay, you know, thank you, brain, for your input. I'm going on with my day, right? And every morning, I am valuable, I am valuable. And then probably about six months later, I was I had this experience where I was with a friend, and his friend turned to me uh, and she said, you know, you're just so shallow. I really don't know, like, I don't understand you at all. And I remember being so caught off guard by that, but also very, what are you talking about? That's not me at all. And I pulled my friend aside and I said, you know, I, I don't really know what that was all about, but I know one thing's for sure. I am way too valuable to be talked to that way. Mm-hmm. And I and I have to tell you, it fell out of my mouth without me even knowing it was going to come out of my mouth. And I stopped and thought, oh, my God, there it is. Like, here's huh. that moment where, like, the thought, the reframing, the training is now in action. Like, I'm running my marathon now, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the reason why we do these things. It isn't like a kitschy little, you know, silly mm-hmm. kind of thing. It really is about bolstering the mind, getting yourself strong so that when you have those experiences, because life is going to challenge you, and it's almost like as soon as you identify a false belief, everything in the world conspires to try to reinforce it. (laughs) So as soon as you start trying to fight it off and fight it back, life will come along to try to say, no, no, what are you talking about? You really aren't that worthy. You really aren't beautiful. So the more you exercise, the more you practice, when those experiences come along, you're prepared, you're ready so that you can, you know, that push was, back. That was actually a really good experience to have her say that to you so that you could yeah. have the experience of affirming yourself uh, mm-hmm. and and realizing, wow, you know, that's that's taking root. So that was actually kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I had a and similar now, experience. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, please do. No, no, you do. I was going to say I was totally relating to what you were saying just then, Rachel, because I had this experience, um, and you know, it they they come from like, you go like, wow, where did that come from, right? Mm-hmm. When some something like kind of abrupt like that happens, and um, and it does reinforce that you know for sure. You know, because you're not going to take, you're not going to take it, kind of thing. Right. And um, like you're not, you're simply not going to let somebody treat you like that. So it it proves to you how how you have a belief then about about yourself because it does come out of. It's like the universe does give you this opportunity to kind of pra- practice it. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it almost felt like after I had the experience, it was almost like this actor showed up 
in front of my face that was sent to by the universe to kind of give me the opportunity to have a true experience, right? It was yeah. a true experience because, you know, you didn't know it was coming. Right. So I was at work the other day, and I got a phone call from someone. It was a customer of, of where I work, and they were <laughs> really rude, very rude, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my response to the person was simply, to, and they it was like, uh, I don't know if you've ever had any uh, an experience like this when somebody is like, uh, it was over the phone, but it would have been like right in your face, you know, when they were really rude to you and, t- and talking down to you, like in in a demeaning way. Mm-hmm. And and the the person said their part, and I said, I said to them, um, when you're not rude anymore, you can call me back. And I hung up on them, <laughs> and. Right. Uh, uh, because I, I'm also coming from this place of, with my training, that person has got to be really out of alignment to be, be behaving like that because, you know, their behavior was certainly showing it. And right. uh, here I am on the other end of the phone giving them an opportunity at the same time to tap into something about themselves, too. You know, because I simply was not going to sit there and and like go, you know, go into another mode, which I would have done a long time ago, which would have kind of taken it on myself and figured I Mm -hmm. must have done something wrong. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a perfect example. So like the what happened of that experience is someone is the what happened is someone is upset and being rude or yelling or dysfunctional. And then your initial your interpretation in the past would have been it's my fault. I'm responsible for that, I've got to make it right kind of a thing. Whereas now you were able to skip that and go straight to your new understanding of self and instead go to, I don't deserve that, this isn't my problem, this is about the other person. Exactly, exactly. And it was really after, it kind of threw me a little bit because I was a little bit Mm -hmm. like, it was like it blew my hair back how how Mm -hmm. this person was being. But... um, (laughs) I, it didn't have anything to do with me, and that's a great place to be because there was once upon a time when I kind of felt like everything was my fault, you mm-hmm. know? And so it yeah. gives you the chance to see your growth and expansion when the universe gives you an opportunity to practice that exact belief, right? That's right, yeah. Right. And you can even good. go another layer a deeper just to the level of being uh, the, of humanity and empathy and begin doing alternate interpretations of why she was rude. Maybe your husband just broke up with her. Maybe she doesn't have any money. Yeah, exactly, right? Mm -hmm. And so what that does is it it also keeps us from being, um, and I'm not saying you were being, because I know you from this, and you're a coach, you know what to do, but but other people, and when we're not totally aware of what we're doing, we can become really harsh with people, right? We can say, well, you know, that person is being this way, and we can do the correct work of keeping ourselves out of story or out of false belief, and that's really good. But we, you know, if we don't do that alternative interpretation, we some we begin we walk away thinking that we know exactly what that person was up to, when actually uh-huh. we still don't. Right? No, we don't. I could yeah. have. I didn't have any clue. I don't know what yeah. their beliefs are. I don't know what their day was like. I don't know anything. But when you can kind of maintain that kind of, I, I mm-hmm. at the same time, no, you don't get to speak to me like that, right? Absolutely. And you, you have to right. be. That's right. And, so that's um, like the fourth layer. That's now like we're now we're getting into the deeper layers here, which is like the fourth the fourth step here of getting into communication with people, 
right? A lot of the reason why we can stay stuck is be mm-hmm. in our in our loops and our false beliefs is because we don't talk to people about things. We don't go to that guy and say, hey, you know, when you didn't call, I began mm-hmm. to think that, you know, you didn't care or you weren't going to be here for me or whatever, and I just want to check in on that. Or I just want to let you know that, you know, sometimes I have the tendency to go there, right? And the great thing is when we do that, it's two things. First, we give the person an opportunity to come back and say, no, you know, wait a minute, that was not what I wanted you to get out of that at all. And two, we give up the false belief. And the person kind of gets to play the game with us now if it's somebody that we trust and we want to have on our team in that way. And when we see ourselves or they see us kind of getting into those loops, they can call us on it be like, hey, friend, you know, I think you're over there in, you know, Storyland again. Come back over here, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh, um, yeah. So so that piece of, of understanding that when we have experiences, unless we get into conversation, we are in the world of interpretation. And we may be making really very concise and very intuitive and very strong and, and next to correct interpretations, but there's still interpretation until mm-hmm. you get into communication. So, right. so what stops people from, from doing that? That's such a good point that, mm-hmm. um, boy, just a little conversation could certainly clear things up. Um, right. And uh, is is it because we're so, when we're, when we're <clears throat> trapped in these beliefs, we're so self-focused that it doesn't occur to us that perhaps something's going on with the other person that, that we need to check out? Or mm-hmm. is it fear, do you think? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that a lot of times the tendency is, boy, I'm just not going to bring that up. Because quite honestly, one of the one of the interpretations that you might have of like the person doesn't care, it could be right. You know, the person might not actually care. And I I care about it, you know. So there's always the, you know, one of my um, relatives, he always says, don't ask a question you don't want an answer to. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I, I I think we fall into that sometimes. But uh, unfortunately, you know, when you get down to the bare bones of it and to the fact of the matter is you don't want to be in that. You don't want to be in the kind of pretending and faking it place. You know, Uh -uh, you want to know, okay, this is really what's going on. The person, you know, doesn't, doesn't, isn't really invested here or whatever the case may be. So uh, getting past that and being able to be open to whatever the response is that the person has and um, quite frankly, too, sometimes false beliefs, they, they feel good, right? The brain is, it's natural. It's mm. where it's, you know, it's, there's no work. It takes work to get out of it, right? Sometimes it's easier just to lay on that couch and be in it. And you know uh, what? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. If you have a day where you're just in it, that's okay. Don't make yourself bad or wrong, you know? I have those days sometimes. But the difference sure. is that the difference once you begin to do this work, because our interpretations are never going to go away. Our false beliefs are never going to go away. But what does change for us is the frequency with which they show up, which with they oh, pop yeah. up their you know, ugly heads, and the duration with, with which we stay stuck in it, right? So, you know, in my, you know, survivor life, I could be in a false belief for months, right? Now I might be in a false belief for a day. Right. Um, but so it's and and the amount of times that that happens is so far less than it ever did, you know, than it did before. 
So you don't want to be too harsh on yourself. You don't want to get into a nasty habit of kind of blaming because all that does is it just makes it go in, you dig in deeper, right? And you dig into the fall, oh, you know, I'm messing up again or here I go again. And that's just another false belief that you're reinforcing. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just have to be with it. Sometimes it's like I don't want to go to the gym today. I just want to sit on the couch and eat, you know, eat Twinkies, whatever it is. So <laughs> right. we all have those days. Don't don't punish yourself for them. But the but the great thing is that you'll also be aware of it, right? You'll kind of see it now from the outside and going, okay, yes, I know I'm over here in my false beliefs. Yes, I see myself doing that, and I know I should really do the work to get out of it, but I don't want to. But just the very fact that you now have this counterweight of being able to see what you're doing will help move you out of it so much more quickly and so, you know, sooner. And also having people on your team who you can call up and be like, man, I'm really stuck in something right now. Can I just talk it out? You know, Uh that's also really helpful. Very helpful. Very helpful. No matter who you are. I mean, Kathleen and I will call each other sometimes and say, okay, you know what? (laughs) I'm just stuck here and, uh, yeah, I need a partner. I need somebody to, you know, Mm -hmm. help me out of this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's one of the happiness uh, habits is to surround yourself with support. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the dangers of, of false beliefs is they do feel isolating. You know, we do, we, mm. we become, it's like all about my own world and it's all about me. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just this little teeny space. It's so confining. It's so constricting. And so mm. one of the things that I love about doing this work is that, as as you start to pull away these layers of false beliefs, the person's authentic self just naturally shows up. You know, it's I'm never necessarily building anything new in. It's really more a matter of pulling away these, you know, cobwebs and the dust and all the grime so that, you know, the true, authentic, beautiful self can just be there and be seen and be expressed. And, you know, that's, you know, really amazing, and you know, to be able to do that working together. But we, you know, we need help with that sometimes because sometimes it's hard to first of all see what it is that we're stuck in, and then other times to you know have that stamina. It's just like working out. People get their you know buddy system and you know workout mm-hmm. partner, all that thing to do to really help. Yeah, exactly. Definitely do better with with uh, a buddy. So I thought um, I might yeah, quickly summarize oh. the four steps. I know we're yeah. drawing right close to the end here, so I thought maybe I'd just do a quick summary. Would that be helpful if I just kind oh, of... Oh, definitely. Did the, okay. So the first kind of top layer approach that you want to have is to simply sit down and write your everything I want to know and believe about who I am. And, you know, even if the brain goes, I don't, what are you doing? Don't write that down. That's ridiculous. Write it down anyway. And begin a practice of, on a daily occasion, reading those out loud. And out loud is really important because the brain hears information and processes more deeply when it hears it as opposed to when you just read it and kind of do it in your head. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the next thing is to begin paying attention when you have experiences that are upsetting or you're just out in the world, doing this practice of paying attention to what happened and what you're making it mean, what happened, and your interpretation. You are doing this all the time. So you can go, you can take any situation that you're in. Like, girl walks across the street with the boy, and she tries to take his hand, and he doesn't respond. What did I just make that mean? What was my interpretation? Oh, he doesn't love her. He doesn't like her that much, you know? No, you know, I mean, there's a million different things. So you can do it for other people as well to start the practice, to start Mm -hmm. paying attention to the things that you also have about yourself. My friend didn't call, 
I made it mean my interpretation is this. And then go to that third step of looking for the alternative interpretation, interrupting, hitting the pause button, button, looking for other options, and then if appropriate and necessary, do the fourth step of getting into communication, going to the person, and finding out what actually really is going on. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to visit www.rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources available on the site. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We have much more to share. Join me next time when I'll be talking about how to trust yourself and others. Until then, take good care of you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.